Welcome to the White Spring Bunker. These halls were built to safeguard some of the most prestigious members of the United States government. Now we are all that remains. Though we are always looking for men and women capable of helping us restore what has been lost. In return, we offer this, our refuge from the world above. Please, take your time and look around. We've made great efforts to restore this place to its former glory. Welcome, member, to our little enclave. Welcome back, members. As always, I am the Operative, your designated tour guide and host here at the White Spring. Today, we will complete our briefing on Enclave Subject FV9030.001, better known as Major Lilith. One final warning, the information presented here is highly confidential and discussions outside of this room are prohibited. The Colonel has given specific permission to access files which, to the General Enclave, do not exist. Any mention of the Grafton incident will result in immediate termination by Assaultron. Now, on to the briefing. We reviewed the research files and logs from Major Lilith's father and learned more about Lilith's first encounters after leaving Vault 76. Now, Lilith's story and that of our enclave merge. In the early days, after Modus had regained his access to the outside world, he began to identify threats which required either study or elimination. With few assets at his disposal, the former Vault 76ers were only just beginning to operate as field teams and man portions of bunker operations. Modus had to be very selective in when and where they would intervene. After identifying a troubling infestation of supermutants in the vicinity of Grafton, Modus sent then-Captain Valeria and team to investigate and eliminate the threat. At the same time, Lilith had left Morgantown and was also traveling north, just a half day ahead of her former Vault 76 friend. Neither one knew the other was in the area, but they were on a collision course. It would be a day which would change the destiny of the Appalachian Enclave forever. Internal report, Grafton Incident. Per Lieutenant Colonel Valeria's orders, the Grafton Incident will be stricken from the General Archive. White Spring Bunker Network, version .19, White Spring Operational Terminal, Personnel Archives. Subject, Major Lilith Alistair, Grafton Incident. Data deleted. White Spring's Operational Mainframe, Personnel Archives, Modus File Copy. Subject, Major Lilith Alistair, Grafton Incident. Operational report, 2102, December 13, Senior Captain Valeria. Location, Town of Grafton. Assignment, Sweep and Clear, Target Super Mutant Infestation. Operatives, Team Epsilon Sigma. Senior Captain Valeria, Team Lead. Captain Parker, Operative Sims, Operative Casey. Senior Captain Valeria's report and interview to follow. Information from the Coldeck Muldoon identified a significant influx of super mutants into the Grafton area originating from the Savage Divide region. Note, Operation Agronaut in process to locate source of supermutant origin. Modus determined that this threat must be eliminated as soon as possible, assigning the mission to myself and Team Epsilon Sigma. The team provisioned from the White Springs bunker and embarked towards the objective area through the forest region. Due to the sensitive nature of the assignment, we were under orders to avoid conflict and contact until reaching the mission area. The trip took three days and included an investigation of the Grafton Dam. The resident supermutants had all been terminated by parties unknown. Two Eastern Regional Penitentiary Deputy Mr. Gutsies were destroyed while attempting to apprehend the Enclave team. Note, assign a team to investigate the prison when available. 
our team biovaxed south of Grafton proper and was to recon the town under the cover of night to determine appropriate ingress, egress, and rally points for their assault. Initial visual inspection of the town showed significant supermutant activity, centered on the high school and throughout downtown area. Weapons appeared to be a mix of assault rifles, pipe rifles, and at least three missile launchers. Radioactivity was limited to the normal Grafton Mayor requests for assistance. Note, logged for further investigation and modus evaluation. At approximately 21.30, as we prepared for their initial incursion, a series of explosions rocked Grafton High School. This was followed by gunfire and more explosions, identified as a mix of fragmentation and plasma grenades. Immediately, the supermutant contingent across Grafton was seen heading in the direction of the firefight. I made the decision to split the team, with Captain Parker and Operative Sims, Beta Team, assigned to approach the high school from the southeast, while myself and Operative Casey, Alpha Team, would proceed into Grafton from the west and come in behind the supermutants. Orders were to engage the supermutants and proceed with the primary mission, with secondary orders to identify the source of the explosions. Operative Casey and I entered Grafton and eliminated several supermutant stragglers. Beta arrived at the small pond at the rear of the high school at approximately 21.55, unnoticed by the supermutants, who were engaged in a close-quarters firefight inside the building itself, punctuated by several grenade explosions. We arrived at the outskirts of the high school at 2200, only to be met with additional supermutant reinforcements moving in from the north. The two of us were forced to engage in a series of sharp engagements with waves of supermutants, including several wielding missile launchers, preventing our rendezvous with Beta. The last communication from Captain Parker detailed his intent to push into the school from the rear entrance and would make his way to the roof to provide covering fire for Alpha. Our position was struck by several missiles, wounding Operative Casey. I was able to bandage him up and use a stim pack on him, but it was obvious that he would be unable to keep up with me. I made the decision to leave him there to provide cover fire as I continued to the school. Between us, we were able to kill the remaining supermutants on the exterior of the building. At this point, I had lost contact with Beta and proceeded to enter the school in an attempt to locate my men and complete the mission objectives. The sounds of gunfire had ended at this point to be replaced with a series of high-pitched wails and screams emanating from deeper in the building. There were several dismembered corpses of supermutants scattered throughout the hallways. Most had been blown to pieces by explosives, some had obvious high-velocity bullet wounds, and others had suffered from several lacerations and what can only be described as bite marks and deep cuts on their extremities. Making my way up to the second floor, I found the remaining supermutants, again scattered through the rooms and hallways, all dead, with no sign of the beta team. I reached the final stairwell leading up to the roof access point. It was here I discovered numerous shell casings and two long smears of blood leaning up to the roof access door. Mission Debrief Supplemental Interview Log X08 SIG5EPSM Senior Captain Valeria Faustina Captain, thank you for sitting down for this supplemental interview. While your report was very informative, it appears there may have been some discrepancies we need to clear up. Specifically, a more detailed explanation is required for what occurred in the Grafton High School. 
As I stated in the original report, I had left Operative Casey at the building exterior to provide cover as I entered Grafton High School to complete the mission and rendezvous with Beta Team. When did you lose communications with Captain Parker? His last communication to me stated that he was entering the building's rear entrance with Operative Sims and would meet us on the roof once the building had been cleared. At that point, neither he nor Operative Sims related any issues. I received no further communications after that. And when you reached the roof access point? The stairwell to the roof was covered in blood. There were also numerous shell casings on the ground, which I identified as Enclave issued, and matched the caliber of weapons being carried by our team. The blood was obviously human and not super mutant, which immediately raised concerns as to the safety of my men. I made my way up to the roof access door, which was also covered in blood, following at least one, perhaps two obvious trails that went under the door. Before breaching, I attempted to discern any sounds or movement on the roof, but heard nothing. I let Operative Casey know that I was at the roof and requested an update. He informed me that the town was quiet and no further super mutants had made their presence known. Breaching the door, I did a very quick evaluation of the roof deck, which had been an obvious rally point and bunk area for the local super mutants. The area was covered with the normal gaggle of blood bags, bones, and various other items. I was also able to identify the bodies of at least a half dozen super mutants, again killed by explosives, gunfire, and at least one which appeared to have been physically dismembered and gutted while alive. Leading with my rifle, I continued to follow the blood trail across the roof, which appeared to terminate in a small shack at the roof edge. As I approached, I could now hear movement from within, including a series of low moans. Captain Valeria, I know this is tough, but please, continue. At this point, out of concern for the team, I braced myself against the shack wall, turned and kicked in the door. It was much more flimsy than I anticipated, and I ended up sliding into the room with my rifle pointed towards the floor. As I raised it, I found the bodies of both Captain Parker and Operative Sims. Were they alone? No. Please, explain. I would prefer not to. Captain, Modus has requested a full debrief of your mission, given the loss of two of your men. Furthermore, you've returned to the White Springs with a civilian, a civilian whom you forwarded for Enclave membership. At minimum, you need to provide both a justification and additional information about this individual. Now please, continue. Fine. I will also speak to Modus myself after this interview. I understand the intent of your interrogation, but I take great offense at your tone. I have full authority to execute Enclave orders, and I do not report to you. I report to Modus. And the civilian to which you refer? Well, she is anything but, and I stand behind my recommendation. I see. Do go on, Captain. It only took a moment to get my bearings. The room was dark, but one corner was illuminated by what appeared to be the lights of Pip-Boy units. I saw the bodies of both Captain Parker and Sims, and a third individual leaning over them. My entry into the room took this third person by surprise, but she was quick and lunged at me with what appeared to be some kind of knife. Luckily, this blade skidded off my scout armor, and I was able to sidestep and slammed my rifle butt into the side of her head. She crumpled down to the floor unconscious. 
I took the opportunity to kick the knife away and made my way over to my men. Captain Parker had been shot with multiple wounds across his torso and one in his neck. That was most likely the killing wound and was the source of most of the blood I found outside. Operative Sims appeared to have suffered blunt force trauma to the head and might have been alive at that point, but was rapidly expiring from his wound. I turned my attention to the other individual. She was wearing pieces of scavenged armor and was covered in blood. Most of it appeared to be of the super mutant variety. And? And what? Operative Casey included additional details in his report, which we need to corroborate. He wasn't there. Please answer the question. When I further examined the woman, I recognized her from Vault 76. It also appeared that she had bits of bone and flesh under her fingernails and between her teeth. What? I believe she single-handedly killed and ate several super mutants. Hmm. I was able to ascertain that my men were killed by super mutants, not this woman. It also appears that she brought them to this location from downstairs, so in my judgment she was not an immediate threat and was a potential ally. Given the situation, I made the decision to leave the bodies after removing their identification and as much equipment as I could carry. It was at this time the individual regained consciousness. Once she came to, we had a conversation. Suffice to say, we came to a quick understanding, which was helped by the arrival of Operative Casey, who quickly explained that additional super mutants were approaching Grafton from the southwest. Conversation now. Yes. She killed those super mutants and tried to save my men. That was enough for me. I released her, gave her weapons back, and we exited the building. She arranged for some surprises for super mutants who might re-enter the facility, including several very ingenious grenade traps tied to fusion cores, the results of which could be heard all the way back at Morgantown Station. And your return to the White Spring was... uneventful? Yes. Hmm... That is not what Operative Casey placed in his report. Perhaps you can enlighten us as to what happened in Morgantown and Somerville. I have no idea what you're talking about. Perhaps I should speak to Operative Casey myself. Despite the loss of my men, we accomplished our mission and, in my opinion, brought back a new member whose skills are extremely desirable. It is also my understanding that she already passed the recruitment exam with flying colors. Correct? Well, it appears my notes are not as complete as I thought. Who is lying now? Yes, she did pass. There has been talk among the other members, however. I thought it good to let you know. Enough. As senior captain, I've performed my duty and provided you and Modus with the operational debrief. Now, if you don't mind... I have operations to plan and a new operative to integrate into my team. Report Addendum 24 hours after the end of this interview, a formal request was received to delete the data file from the personnel archive. Operative Casey was killed in action on 15 December 2102 under circumstances which cannot be verified. Interviewer reassigned to listening post Bravo Echo, Fisher Site Prime. Killed in action 21 December 2102. 
Modus approved data deletion, 22 December 2102, Sigma Omega copy only, per Modus Directive FV9030.001. White Spring Bunker Network, version 0.19. White Springs Operational Terminal, Internal Audio Log, 04M56EA, Subject, Project FV9030.001, Briefing, Field Command Eyes Only. Good evening, Modus. I wasn't expecting to hear from you until the formal debrief on Grafton tomorrow. We still look forward to your full report tomorrow, but we have become aware of an asset recovered as part of your operation which we must speak to you about. Excuse me, what asset are you referring to? The civilian you returned to the bunker yesterday, more appropriately known to us as Subject FV9030.001, or as you know her, Lilith Alistair. Lilith? Subject FV what? Modus, what are you talking about? We apologize, Captain. As you are aware, we are conducting quite a number of operations and analyses. Some of our functions are still not 100% from previous damage and data corruption is still an ever-present challenge which we are attempting to overcome. In this case, we had no reason to provide you with information on this particular project due to our calculations that subject FV9030.001 would most likely perish in the wasteland and we would not come in contact with her. Thus, the entire project was put into our tertiary memory banks for archival purposes. While I'm following this, Modus, you do need to explain specifically, please. Our apologies once again, Captain. We rarely have the opportunity to reactivate old projects, and this has profound implications for the future of the Enclave. We hope that you will understand both the gravity of what we are about to divulge to you and the security necessary as well. Yes, Modus, I do understand. Please continue. As you have been made aware, through our briefings and your own research into the Enclave files here, West Tech, particularly the branch here in Appalachia and the other in California, was working on the FEV, or Forced Evolutionary Virus, before the war. FEV was being used as a method to develop advanced agricultural products and using it in an attempt to develop super soldiers. Unfortunately, the results of these experiments were less than successful. In fact, we believe that the current infestation of supermutants, along with several other mutated creatures we've uncovered, are a result of this FEV experimentation. And this has what to do with Lilith? One of the lead researchers at West Tech, one Lucius Alistair, and his wife were assigned to Vault 76. Because of data recovered from the vault archive by our signal processors, we know that Dr. Alistair performed experiments with a variation of FEV, perhaps the most advanced version of the virus ever, while he was an occupant of the vault. Modus, I knew him. I knew his family. I, I mean, I was friends with Lilith, and we never saw anything like those damn super mutants or anything else in 76 true. 
we were also somewhat mystified by the lack of anything that appeared to be experimental and the lack of what we would call results. But we have confirmed that the doctor did perform these experiments and that they lasted for almost 18 years. In fact, the experiment involved a single subject, subject FV9030.001. He injected his daughter with the new version of the virus and recorded the results, results that show a rate of success far beyond what had been accomplished in the much more advanced labs at West Tech. But Lilith isn't a goddamn super mutant. No, Captain, she is not. But she isn't entirely human, either. We know that you are aware of certain tendencies exhibited by her. The field report from Operative Casey was quite clear on this point, despite your not including these items in your own report. <clears throat> Modus, I didn't... I mean, yes. I did not include those in my report, as I did not consider them relevant to the operation. We understand. And in these circumstances, we appreciate your discretion in the matter. In fact, if you had not, we would have deleted the files ourselves to preserve our goals in this matter. Goals, Modus? Yes. The FEV project was supposed to create the next generation of super soldier for the U.S. Army. We believe that FV9030.001 may be the key to truly weaponize the virus for the betterment of the Enclave and the United States. I'm not going to let you dissect her, Modus. She's not a lab rat, she's a first-rate recruit. And we need someone like her to do what needs to be done out there. You misunderstand us, Captain. Unfortunately, through the simple diagnostic tests available to us currently, we have discovered that subject FV9030.001... Please call her Lilith. As you wish. Lilith's blood contains only the remnants of the original viral strain. Her DNA was changed at a molecular level by the original experiment, so nothing we have on hand today would allow us to... continue her father's work. No, in fact, we agree with you that she would be a great asset to the Enclave. And more importantly, she may also be the key to finding other samples of the virus, which could be examined here. Then what are you proposing we do, Modus? That we accept her into the Enclave and place her under your direct command. If you agree, then we would expect weekly status reports on Lilith's mental and physical condition and encourage her to find out more regarding the FEV program and the experiment that her father conducted. If you agree to these conditions, along with ensuring that her behavior stays within acceptable norms, we will not tolerate violence within this facility, for example, then she will become our latest member. But Captain, we are also aware that even though she exhibits no outward physical signs of FEV infection, both mentally and physically, she has much in common with super mutants and other FEV-infected creatures. If she suppresses comfortable norms or becomes a liability to our operations here, we will have no choice but to order her termination. But we have calculated an 85.8% .8 chance that for at least the short term, you will provide a measure of balance and authority, which she will need, and more importantly, due to your familiar relationship, 
She does respect you. This is quite a lot to process, Modus. I certainly won't lie to her, but I also don't need to tell her everything either. And based on my conversations, I believe she is very much aware of who she is. And to me, she is also a perfect weapon for use in Appalachia. I agree with your terms, Modus. I also expect that we will need to deal with complaints and challenges from other members. I recommend that we keep her time here at the bunker to the minimum. She should probably be more comfortable out there anyway. We agree as well, Captain. We appreciate your diligence and acceptance. There is one more matter we wish to discuss. Yes, Lotus? As we expand our operations, it is imperative that we have a human commander to act as our representative, both internally and externally. We believe that now is the time to establish a more permanent order and chain of command. It is within our authority to officially promote you to Lieutenant Colonel and ask that you assume full command of this facility. It would be my honor, Modus. It's about time to have someone in charge here. There may be some resistance to my assumption of command, however. We have already conducted an analysis of potential sources of unrest. The report has been downloaded to your terminal. Between yourself and Operative Lilith, we calculate minimal resistance to the Order. God bless the Enclave. God bless America. White Spring Bunker Network, version 0.19. White Spring Operational Terminal. Internal Surveillance Log, G035B77W.002. Medical Intake, Subject FV9030.001. This morning, we will be conducting a medical intake on a civilian and former Vault 76 resident identified as Lilith Alistair. She has been in preliminary quarantine for the last 24 hours, and we received authorization from MODIS to begin the evaluation process. Our initial screening of the subject was problematic. She was extremely uncooperative and refused, at first, to turn over any of her belongings or use our shower facilities to get cleaned up. She also refused the food we offered her, preferring to consume some unidentified meat from her own pack. We had to involve Captain Valeria, who finally convinced the subject to cooperate with our staff. So far, we've been unable to identify any of the food items she was carrying, and after scanning her clothes, we recommend that they be incinerated, and the entire quarantine cell sterilized by the application of napalm after use. I will begin the session by asking a number of medical questions, which will be followed by a physical exam, and then I will assign the subject to Dr. Gottlieb for a psychological evaluation. Good morning, Lilith. I'm Dr. Schwedis, and I will be conducting your medical intake interview and examination this morning. Fine. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I'd like you to answer to the best of your abilities. Boring. As a child, were you ever exposed to radiation for an extended period of time? Not really that I'm aware of, Doc. I thought the vaults were non-permeable structures. Oh, that's right. These are an older set of questions used by the previous staff. Of course, you were in Vault 76, so we can safely say the answer is no. Second question. 
Have you ever come in contact with a person confirmed to be carrying a communicable disease? Besides the disease of stupidity? No. No. Okay, and you're sure of this, correct? Third question, and please answer honestly. Have you ever had sexual relations with any species considered non-human? The fuck is that a question for? Not like I'm out there screwing scorched. These are basic questions. There are many new species in the wasteland now and we have to be sure. And last question. Have you ever resorted to violence in situations where it was unwarranted? Always. Thank you, Lilith. Those answers were... enlightening. Now, the next part will include a physical examination. If you're comfortable, I would be happy to conduct the examination, or I can either bring in a female intern or a protectron. What would be your preference? Mm, you may need more than that, if you make me uncomfortable. That's fine. Please disrobe and stand over here. I'll need to take your physical measurements and a general examination. Just be careful where you put your hands, if you want to keep them. Diagnostic test 001. Patient's heart rate is... Huh. Resting heart rate is 180 beats per minute. Can't be right. Here, let me try this again. Please stand still. Diagnostic test 002. Patient's resting heart rate is... 180 beats per minute. <laughs> Is there a problem, Doc? Not at all. It's just, uh, well, it's an unusual result. Let's move on. Please breathe in. Hold. Now breathe out. Again. Breathe in. Hold. Now breathe out. Hmm. Appears to have normal lung function. Now let's finish your other physical measurements. Height, 5 feet 7 inches. Weight, 145 pounds, well within normal parameters. Open your mouth, please. I'll just be using this tongue depressor. Oh, I'm sorry, doctor. It's a reflex. Things that get near my mouth tend to... <laughs> get shredded. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, yes. I, I mean, that, that's fine. I believe we can skip that part. Here, let me get my notes. I just need to check a few other things. Doc, you better be real careful where you put those hands. I am a professional. We just need to... Not there, Doc. Last warning. Please don't move. This will just take a second. I warned you, Doc. I'll wager I just broke your wrist in three places. Damn, that's loud. Hey, I warned him. Can you please turn off those fucking alarms? Put your hands up, step away from the doctor or we'll shoot! Hey, hey, hey. Bad touch. Operative, stand down. Get the doctor to the infirmary. Lilith, get dressed.
Evaluation's over. Lieutenant Donald will escort you to my office. Please try not to break any more bones on the way. Yes, Val. I mean, yes, ma'am. Data addendum. Dr. Schwedt's required six pins and reconstructive surgery on his right wrist. Data calculations suggest the force applied would have exceeded the strength of a normal human female of similar size by approximately 150%. Verification of FEV fragments in the subject's blood confirmed. Current technology is insufficient to isolate a complete viral strain. Recommend Phase 2 project to commence immediately. White Spring Bunker Network, version 0.19. White Spring Operational Terminal. Internal Surveillance Log, XO9EDLME73. Subject, Senior Captain Valeria and Operative Lilith. Welcome to the Enclave. Seems like forever since the vault. I'd like you to learn your way around the bunker, but please do try to be on your best behavior. Thanks, Val, but I've heard some of the others talking. That interviewer and Casey. I don't like the way they look at me, and that makes me angry. Don't worry about them. I've already put in a request for transfer. Let's see how he likes seeing some Scorch Beasts. Up close and personal. And here, another welcome present. This is Operative Casey's duty assignment for the next few days. I'm not giving this to you, and you're not taking it from me. And I certainly have no idea what might happen to him. I have no idea what you're talking about. We have a lot to discuss. I want you to understand exactly what I'm expecting from you. We have a mission, and the wasteland isn't going to cleanse itself. And whatever you do on your own time is your business and your business alone. Just as long as you don't make it my business. Understand? Crystal. Clear. Outstanding, soldier. Now, get yourself cleaned up. We have operations to plan. And that concludes our briefing on Major Lilith. By now, you should have a better understanding of why she is vital to our efforts to pacify and rebuild Appalachia. As the Colonel states, the ends justify the means. Take it to heart, members. The wasteland isn't going to tame itself. Modus has prepared refreshments, and they are available in the commissary. As a final reminder, do not share any information from these briefings with anyone who isn't Sigma Omega cleared. Thank you again, members, for joining us here on the Modus Files. If you've enjoyed this content, please subscribe and you can look forward to new episodes detailing the history of the new enclave in Appalachia. I'd also like to thank Brad Williams, our esteemed voice of MODIS, Mandy Marie as Lieutenant Colonel Valeria, Lucy Middleton as Lilith, and XO1 King as the interviewer. I'd also like to thank Hal Jones, a new artist who has provided some additional artwork for our podcast and writing, and a shout-out to the Fallout 76 Writers Guild on the Apocalyptic Aristocracy Discord, and our favorite character artist, Jeremiah Johnson. He's responsible for some incredible Enclave creations, and I encourage you to check out his artwork and become a patron of his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash callme underscore nobody, N-O-B-O-D-I. That's www.patreon.com forward slash callme underscore nobody, N-O-B-O-D-I. And lastly, thank you to all of our subscribers and supporters. God bless the Enclave, and God bless America. Members, we look forward to your next visit to our little enclave.